The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung. Good to see you, gentlemen. As a reminder, before we get into the show, everything related to this show, you can find it at mtmpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app. Always forget to mention that up top, so figured I'd do that. I'm back in the United States, guys, so uh, it's good to hear English everywhere. Just kidding. I was uh, I was in the UK, so a bad joke, I guess. Yeah, but there, theirs isn't real English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Proper English, right? Proper American English. There you go. When uh, you know, I listen to podcasts at one point two or one point three speed, but sometimes if it's like English people, I gotta slow it down. It's uh, you know, my brain isn't as used to processing it, and so I gotta go at normal speed for the English. So we did the tour in Dublin, uh, the the jail tour, and I I could only pick up like every third word of what the guy says because he was talking so fast and he had such a thick accent. I was like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here, but not totally. But okay, it looks cool. It was funny in Scotland. There was. A lot of Scots where they had a lot less of an accent than I would have thought. And then there was times you would talk to people. I don't know if it's just, you know, regional varieties, but you would talk to people and yeah, I couldn't understand anything that they were saying. Uh, we were at the Doubletree in Glasgow in the club lounge and the server there. He had the thickest Scottish accent I've ever heard. And like, I felt embarrassed because he would just talk and I could not understand anything he was saying. But uh, so, yeah, same language, you know, different accent. It's always fun to to do that. But I survived the trip with my dad, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I am exhausted, and I'm back in. I'm in Detroit kind of laying low for a couple days. Not too far from Mark, but uh, just hanging out in the hotel, relaxing. Yeah, Sean comes in. There's going to be a 100-degree heat wave on Wednesday, so he gets to enjoy that tomorrow. Should be fun. What about this weekend for the uh, actual meetup? Uh, it's going to be, I think, low, mid-80s, so it should be pretty nice. Uh, doesn't look like any rain or anything, as far as I can tell. So a little bit hot, probably, at, at points in time, but it uh, should be good overall, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm Right now, I'm at the Sheraton by the airport, which is nothing special. Although, Mark, it is right next door to that Bob's Big Boys, so I'm, I've been tempted to like go over there and... Don't do it. ...and uh, try it out. <laughs> but the Sheraton here is actually renovated, so it's good. I'll, I'll have a review on it uh Later, not that it's anything special, but I always like atrium hotels, especially when the pools in the atrium. I always enjoy that. Yeah. In fact, while we're recording this, Ellie is downstairs in the pool in the atrium uh, swimming right now. So I'm sure she's making all kinds of noise, disturbing everybody. But uh, yeah, it's last year when we were here, I think this hotel had terrible reviews because the rooms were really dated and stuff. And just in the last year, they renovated them pretty nice. So it was a nice redemption. And then I got a semi-comp at the MGM Grand Detroit, so I'm going to try that out, film it, and do it for the Vegas channel. We'll talk about it on MTM Vegas, too. So I'm looking forward to staying there. The rooms there look really nice. I know you stayed last year in the suite, and it was, like, dirty and stuff, so I'm yeah. hoping I have a better experience. Three three rooms I've gotten, they've had, like, chips and stuff on the floor, crumbs and, and everything, so uh, hopefully they got that corrected. We used to stay at this, Sheridan, even though we live, like, 30 minutes from the airport, if it was a uh, early flight, or I was flying out early because back in the day it was 2000 
SPG points on the weekend, which is insane. So, or we'd go down there and go swimming and stuff. Yeah, I think now it's like 12,000 Marriott points, which isn't terrible. That's like 4,000 SPG. Yeah, so it's not it's not terrible. Um, obviously, that's going to vary based on the price of the hotel, but that's what we're paying. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the rooms, like I said, are modern and, and renovated, and it'll do good. I'm looking forward to the MGM Grand. It has a really nice pool there, too, that has an indoor infinity pool. In fact, I didn't even know about it. Mark mentioned it to me yesterday, so now you got me all excited really cool. about that. Yeah, so... Looking forward to that and uh, just getting a little bit of rest. We wanted to do Morocco, and I had mentioned it on previous shows, but I came down to the point where just traveling with my dad and son just really exhausted us, and I knew squeezing three days in Morocco in between the meetup and everything else was going to be too much, so we just ultimately flew back. And I'll talk about that, too, because I did a last-minute redemption flying blue on Air France, so I'll talk a little bit about the experience with them and how... Air France screwed me out of my elite benefits with my matched ITA Airways status, which I know Joe is super interested in hearing about. I am not interested in that, but I am interested in, I was going to ask, um, and I don't know, maybe we can just talk about it now. I was going to ask, changing your mind from going to Morocco seems like a huge thing. So I was wondering, how did you handle, it wasn't only just getting your dad and your son back home, right? You had to get back home too, since you weren't going to Morocco. And so what happened with all that? She wanted more movie. more time in Detroit because it's the best. That's why. Yes, Detroit uh, <laughs> travels harder. Is that what the shirt says? Yes. Says? Yeah. Awesome shirts. Uh, shout out to my special. wife. Yeah. Shout out to my wife for uh, making some cool shirts, which you can find on Twitter. I posted a picture of them. Detroit hustles harder is like a big thing that kind of blew up like ten years ago. Uh, so we made shirts that say Detroit travels harder uh, for people to win this weekend, which uh, should be fun. So to answer your question, Joe, I hadn't booked any flights back. Um, I had left my options open, although I was keeping up on the availability. So I knew what options I had and stuff. And it came down to like the last couple of days and Jasmine and I just ultimately deciding we didn't have the energy. The business class flights I had originally seen from Morocco to JFK and then connecting to Detroit were not available, but they were never really. It was phantom inventory. But economy flights were always available, and there was a cheap flight that stayed available till the end to get down to Morocco. So it was always an option, but ultimately we decided not to do it. And then I had been, you know, searching availability. There was plenty of availability on American Airlines to connect through, like, JFK to get to Detroit with an economy ticket. But ultimately, Air France pretty much every day had their uh, direct flight and economy available using uh, Flying Blue Miles. And it was 60,000 Flying Blue Miles for three of us. Of course, American Express has a 25% bonus right now. So it ultimately was like 16,000 membership rewards each to fly on that direct flight from Charles de Gaulle to, to Detroit, which was too good to pass up $155 in taxes and fees. So yeah, it was good. Actually, um, my friends, and this is kind of, I guess, a little bit of word of warning. They were supposed to go to Taiwan next week. And I guess they booked with Chase Travel Portal, which is not really the problem in the story but it's the wife and her two kids are supposed to go but the husband booked it through chase travel portal and he got an email from chase in april saying that that flight was canceled and i guess he didn't open it because he thought it was just like a flight change or something like that and they just found out today they were supposed to leave next week like a week from today um, and so i was trying to help them find last minute miles and point stuff and it was pretty hard i actually used point.me uh, i haven't used that before it's converted from juicy miles right i can't remember what exactly it converted from mark's nodding so yes 
Yeah, I was going to actually mention it because I've been using Point.me. Um, just as a disclosure, we do have a relationship with them. We have an affiliate link and stuff. Uh, Joe probably didn't even know that, but yeah, I, do I don't. Have... I just brought it. I brought it up naturally. <laughs> just FYI. Yeah, but I was going to mention it anyway because I've been using it so much and it's helped. So, it's helped so much, and I do have a. They did give me a complimentary account to use it, so I want to disclose that as well. But it's been you know really helpful in in searching this stuff. It makes it so easy to just kind of look at all the programs. It takes a little bit of time to go through it, but you can just hit the date, hit the cities, and it'll go through everything. And then you need to go to the next date, you just do it. And that's how I was able to kind of keep track of all the availability across the different programs and stuff like that without having to search everywhere. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, whether people use our link or not, it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm a believer in that uh, travel search engine. Basically, Point.me is a search engine that it kind of combines all the award programs into one search so you don't have to go to all the different sites. And then it tells you, you know, how to book everything, which transfer partners, everything else. So it's been uh, incredibly helpful. And, you know, that's that's how I uh, kept track of everything as I was as I was doing it. And that's how I knew what all my options were. And it made it super simple. So I didn't have to spend a ton of time every day kind of keeping track of everything. Yeah, that was my experience as well. And yeah, it does take a while to search, but they're searching like 35 different travel programs or partner programs or whatever. So ultimately, I think we found something that works uh, for my friend and stuff like that. But kind of a double warning there. It is tough, at least going to Asia. Obviously, I wasn't searching Europe, but it was tough finding miles and points space. I think they're actually going to end up going through the Chase Travel Portal again. Uh, my friend still has Chase Sapphire Reserve, so they're going to use like 1.5 cents per point. For that so it's tough out there to do last minute international at least to asia but then the other reminder is definitely in this day and age check your emails and make sure you read what they say because with flights getting canceled all the time and uh even sometimes the flight changes it might not affect your first flight but it affects your connection and stuff like that so keep an eye out on that um and if you really want to gamble like sean you just book it last minute in the first place but i can't deal with that stress respect to you for being able to do that well there was a ton of availability in economy different routes uh we could have gotten back in business class honestly for three tickets using like lufthansa through germany uh with a connection but you know flying direct i feel like that was the best way to go and because of the the deal so had i seen everything drying up i probably would have shored everything up a little bit sooner but I had multiple different options, multiple different flights. And so as long as I had that, I was okay. And then, like I said, I had seen, I had talked to Mark weeks ago about the Air France direct flight and how it was open pretty much every day in economy. Now, if you want business class, it's going to be a little bit tighter. But I, like I said, Lufthansa is opening up some last minute stuff, but it does get a little bit uh, hairy. And I just wrote the article, which will go up on the site in the next week, about all the flights I did for my dad's trip and how I was able to get him there in business class and back and some of the sacrifices I had to make because, Joe, if I had booked this trip a year ago or a bit booked it at nine months out or whatever it was, it would have been super simple. And because I only did it a couple months before, it, you know, it was a lot of headaches, a lot of time spent searching. And so I don't recommend this last minute travel stuff. Uh, it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart and it's not for right now. If you're not, you know, get ahead of yourself because we've, we've talked about this before. It's, it's getting ugly with ticket prices and availability. Yeah, I fly to Maryland next weekend, uh, going back to the Chesapeake Bay Hyatt uh, with the family and, and meeting up with a buddy there. And uh, Southwest switched our flight. I had a flight, like I think it was like 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. The resort's like two hours away from Baltimore. So it's like, okay, we'll get up, you know, at a somewhat early hour, but not super early. 
and drive out there and make it and, and stuff. So that was like the flight that worked for us. And then Southwest changed it to like a 10 a.m. flight, which won't work unless we get up at like 5 a.m., which I'm not doing. So we had to switch it to a 10.30 p.m. flight, which I'm not looking forward to. And then if anything goes wrong, we're going to get stranded. So pray for me, guys. Thoughts and prayers, please. <laughs> I was praying the whole way for my dad and my son, or especially my dad, because one of the sacrifices I had to make to get him in business classes, he had to make two connections. So he flew Paris to London, London to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Vegas, mainly because any award space into Vegas is like impossible to get. And I wanted to keep him on one ticket. But thankfully, everything went like really well, because I was watching all these like meltdowns and canceled flights and people stranded and none of that happened to him. Um, The other thing, Joe, that was really fun was coming back to the U.S., like a day after they they got rid of the travel or that they got rid of the testing requirement. So no test required. So Mark could make fun of me for carrying around this test. Although I can still use them for the upcoming cruise. So at you least they're not for wasted. <laughs> at least they're not wasted. I was going to say, did Jasmine slam dunk them into the trash can? Like windmill dunk them in? Because so they cru- were taking up space in her luggage? Cruises are, are still requiring testing to get on board? Yeah, as far as I know, I haven't. Google that, but I haven't seen them lift the requirements uh, with the cruise line. That seems so, strange. I think it? the thing that they have, well, I, I think they don't want people boarding who are like actively sick. And Disney, like they just changed about a couple of weeks ago. They just changed their protocol and they have the strictest protocol and they still, oh, well, now they might be tied with everyone else. But originally Disney, like it was like you show up at the port, you test there. And they test you, which was good because you didn't have to pay for it. But uh, if you get and lots of people are getting denied boarding for testing positive at the port. Now Disney has changed it where we could get the e-med kits like Sean, oh, except for our youngest daughter who isn't vaccinated uh, because she can't be maybe next Monday. But um, we can do the e-med tests within 48 hours. And I think all the other cruise lines are like that, too. Um, and, you know, the goal is for them not to have people like actively sick getting on the ship. And I, all the cruise lines, if you test positive on one of those things, they give you all your money back. Uh, or let you apply to a future cruise. So, I mean, at least there's Take something the money. there. But... Take the money. Yeah. But, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they do that. Uh, and, if you, of course, you don't want to test positive on the cruise because then you're, you know, you're going to be locked away in, in a room, and that's never fun. Uh, so I guess you wouldn't test positive on the cruise these days because they're not doing active testing. All well, right, unless you come back. down. Unless you come down with, like, symptoms and they yeah. send the medical staff in to test you and then you're yeah. stuck. Yeah, and they are watching you very closely on the cruises. They're watching people for for symptoms, and you know, so they you probably have the want to get on the thermometers in the ceilings that are gun in your forehead everywhere you walk. <laughs> not quite that, but it's definitely in your best interest to not get sick on board, and to like you know, if if you are sick, to not you know to find out before you go. So yeah, I was super bummed about the test thing, but then I remembered I can use them for the cruise. So then I was. I wasn't so bummed, but it, it made it easy because I didn't have to figure out how to get my son and my dad tests because they, they literally flew the first day, you know, at midnight is when they got rid of the requirement and they flew, you know, 12 hours later. And uh, there was, you know, coming into the U.S., it was like no mention of it at all. And uh, I hadn't done global entry, obviously, in a while. Global entry now actually just uses the facial recognition, which is really cool. So you don't have to, like, scan your passport or do anything. You just stand in front of the thing and it scans your face and then it knows who you are and it gives you the slip so that Kinda was like a change. clear like how clear yeah set basically up. Yeah. yeah you just stand in front of the machine and you know before it used to put the passport and you had to put your fingers down and you know take a picture and it doesn't it just takes the picture and knows who you are and that worked really well so uh yeah all in all a good experience air france just to talk about it really quickly i was impressed with their service like really friendly service the a350 was a comfortable plane in economy a little 
over eight hours in the air, big like twelve inch you know IFE screens, lots of new movies. Got to watch the new Scream movie, which I finally got to watch, which was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, all in all, a good experience coming to the U.S. And like I said, you can't really beat that for like sixteen thousand membership rewards when the cash price of that flight was about a thousand dollars. So uh, pretty good. One more random tip regarding global entry. We realized that three of our global entries were either expired or expiring. And so, you know, thanks to all these business platinum cards, oh, maybe we should talk about Amex right now after this, but uh, thanks to all these business platinum cards, I, I, I renewed all of them, but for my son, his had actually expired last year. And what I found was for him, he's going to need to do an interview. And I'm hoping to be able to do an interview on arrival when I get back to Newark from Canada after the cruise. Um, but for my wife and myself, we didn't have to interview. In fact, I got my card like a week later. You know, I applied or I applied for renewal, got an approval the day after. This was last week. And I'm already looking at my global entry cards. I haven't put them away yet. So they're sitting right here in front of me. So. If, even if you haven't traveled internationally for a long time, double check, make sure your global entry hasn't expired yet. And if it's about to expire within the next year, it's going to expire. That's when you can start renewing, renew it now. And I think they're like, I think they don't want to deal with people interviewing right now. So they're just auto renewing people. So uh, a little tip there, but yeah, like I said, lots of Amex business platinums in this family right now. And Mark put Amex on the agenda again, even though I said, I'm sick of talking about it, but uh, <laughs> Mark, what's going on right now? I'm just going to tune out because I've, I've, um, I just get headaches thinking about all these Amex bonuses that are out there. Should we do a tip on top of a tip on top of a tip? Yeah, if just you're, a tip, but yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're uh, going for global entry and you don't, I mean, I mean, most people listening, if not all, have a credit card that will give them the hundred dollar credit. But Nexus is a good option. I think it's like fifty bucks instead of the hundred bucks, and then you get a quick entry into Canada. You get TSA and you get global entry. All of that. So. That's one to check out. You have to do it at a, a land crossing border, I think, or when you fly into Canada, something like that. But uh, definitely research if that sounds interesting to you, something that probably doesn't get covered enough. Um, but yeah, Amex, they're just, you know, every day it's like, hold my beer. Let me let me get out a bigger offer for you guys. I, I don't know if they're playing like games in the in the office building saying, hey, can we push this up a little bit more? But there's now, uh, you know, we used to think the 90K referral on the MX personal gold was the best we'd seen. And then they came out with a public link for a hundred K, you know, I don't know if it's like a leak link or what, but uh, you can click through, we have it up on the site and it's a hundred thousand point offer after 4,000 spend. And then there's also a referral offer for the Amex gold business that comes from a refer a friend that does have, both of these have the normal lifetime language. So it's not a a one that you can get around or if you already have one card, get to like we talked about last time. But that offer is 130,000 points after $10,000 in spend, which the previous high we had seen through referrals was uh, like 90K. And then there was some no lifetime offers going around that were 90K signup bonus plus 10K for adding an authorized user. So these are both the best uh, we've seen publicly for sure. Do you remember the days when, wasn't it like 35,000 was the regular sign-up bonus for the gold, and then occasionally you could get 50,000, like if, if you found like a, you know, you went in incognito mode or something like that. So this is like a yeah, full what double. What's crazy. I signed up for gold. The first time I signed up for gold was back when it was the 50K, and then they waived the annual fee the first year, and that was back when the annual fee was what, like 150 bucks or something? So that was, I still like that offer though. Waived annual fee is nice. Oh, and yeah, the $100 yeah. airline incidental back then too. R.I.P. 
But I mean, yeah, these these things are crazy. And you know, American Express has had a lot of transfer bonuses. They always have had a lot of transfer bonuses, but that can give you more value. But on the on the surface, at least you're getting you know a hundred thousand. You're getting a thousand dollars value at least, but usually a lot more. And uh, you know, like I talked about with the flights, I just spent forty eight thousand membership rewards for about three thousand dollars worth of flights. Um, I paid you know roughly let's say four hundred fifty dollars out of pocket for the taxes and fees, but um, you know, there's a lot of value there. They recently had the 40% British Airways Avios transfer bonus that they brought back uh, that expired. I used that for our flights going uh, from London up to Scotland. And, you know, I paid like 6,600 membership rewards for a flight that was hundreds of dollars. So, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, with, mem- with American Express for flights. I personally have so many <laughs> membership rewards points now because of all these offers and deals and I have to find better ways to deal with them. I guess I'm just going to probably cash them out. Um, you know, what yeah, do you guys? Buddy. I got, I got to I mean, I, I can't, I can't figure out any other way. Cause I don't take enough flights. I'm, I'm trying to use them as much as I can, but I keep earning them. I guess it's a really good problem to have, but, uh, you know, what are you guys doing with your membership rewards these days? Yeah, I think that's the problem with Amex. They're giving them out, but it is harder to use unless you're flying internationally, like domestically, there's a big hole for them. They have Delta, which isn't great. And then, you know, everything else, you got to go through partners, which, you know, we've talked about partner bookings domestically is near impossible these days. And they don't have a great hotel program like Chase has Hyatt, you know, and Chase has United and Southwest. So you can do stuff that way. So it is tougher. It it depends on how you fly. You know, I I do, you know, one to two international trips a year, mostly during normal times. So my Amex MRs usually pile up a bit. So I have been cashing them out in chunks part of it to get to that that $15,000 goal that I had for the year of earnings. But also because you're earning so many, what's the point? You know, like I just signed up for my third business platinum offer this year, and that's going to be another 160,000 points. So I'll cash in some to pay for the $700 annual fee, and then I'll get all the credits for free, basically. So my kids' Christmas presents are going to be good coming from Dell and Microsoft, but uh, they're going to have uh, some some good gadgets, I guess, because I have like $1,200 in credits to spend. <laughs> Wow, another Xbox gift card, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you can, well, you can use it. I'm using it for the Surface Pro, but you can use them to get games, uh, like get some Switch games, all that stuff on Dell. Like, it's crazy um, how much we're rolling in Dell money these days. Are you cashing out via Schwab? Is that you still have that card or is that how yeah, you're using it? To we cash each out? still yeah. have Schwab. So like two months ago, I had ca- I cashed out all my membership rewards points. And once I hit this business platinum bonus, I'll be back up to like 600K. So I think, you know, anything over 500K, I'm going to just start cashing out in chunks. And then I'll let one of those cards go away if we don't get a retention offer. Because we just got it on my wife's card like three months ago. So we have another like nine months of cash out uh, minimum. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll cash out her account and keep my account, that type of thing. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's where I'm at. And just as some background, if you cash out via like the regular cards, if you don't have the Schwab platinum card then it's one cent is your value for the membership rewards. And if you do it via for Schwab, gift it's cards one point. Too. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the, the statement credit's way worse. I forget. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah, you're six. not even getting one, one cent. And if, if you do it via Schwab, you're getting 1.1 cents per point, correct? Yes, was uh, 1.25 cents, you know, like six months ago, a year ago. And they devalue that. And then they're like, here, take more points. So I guess that's the thing. Like, they're giving you so many more points. It doesn't hurt as much to cash out, uh, you know, even though it's a little bit lower rate. For sure, yeah. I mean... Uh, all the details are on the site, both the post for the 100K personal gold and the uh, and the business gold offer 130K 
are up there so you can check out what you need. And we used uh, readers links uh, for a lot of like all these in one post, which will be updated uh, with all the things. So if you use one of those, you're helping out a reader. So that's pretty cool. And then you get the, the best offer you can. All right. So let's talk about this next story. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I don't know, a month ago or something, I talked about how I really enjoyed my choice hotels redemption in Copenhagen and how I'm kind of a little bit more interested in choice as a program because of the two times because of the transfer from thank you points. You get two uh, choice points per one thank you point. And Choice has been making big moves. Mark and I talked on the Vegas show about how they are partnering with Circus Circus for their big blockbuster partnership in Las Vegas. Uh, I just <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's a, that was a funny press release. But uh, Joe, you taking the kids to Circus Circus or what? Yeah. Canyon Blaster. Never forget. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a nerdy thing to know the name of that coaster, Joe. I, I appreciate that. It was, uh, it was the, I wrote it on my first time ever in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, we stayed, uh, at the old Monte Carlo, uh, which was nice, but then, but then we slummed it for like the rest of everything else, you know, did a lot of gambling at the boardwalk. Remember that? And Casino Royale, which is Casino Royale still there? It's still yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. So Casino did Royale. Did you get is, like, some deep fried Oreos when you were there or what? Did not, which the, you know, the internet wasn't as big then, so we didn't know. Like, this is 2002, <laughs> so like, we didn't know. What, oh my gosh, that was 20 years ago. I'm so freaking old. But, uh, we Dude, didn't know. your your Vegas trip could almost go to Vegas. Yeah. Oh no, it was 2001. It was your 2001. Your Vegas trip can go to Vegas. Year. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had just, I had just turned 21, and I remember distinctly at, um, what's the slots of fun with, was next to Circus Circus? Yeah. I don't know if, is that still there? Yep. So that's the first table I sat down to do blackjack and it was like two or three days after my birthday. And I remember there was this Chinese lady um, and she, me and my buddies, we all sat down at the table and she looked at my card and she just like looked at me and like laughed. And then we like spoke Cantonese to each other, like insulting each other. So it was, it was fun. It was a good time. But yeah, then we rode the Canyon Blaster. So yeah, my first Vegas trip can go to Vegas. That's it's, it's sad. It's sad, but you know, all right. Well, if you want that experience, I've totally derailed us by the way, but Yes, choice well, points, I mean, circus, yes, circus, choice points, circus, circus. I don't think that's probably going to be a good redemption value, but that's not what we're talking about. Choice made a big move this week. $675 million they're paying for Radisson Hotel Group Americas, which are the Radisson hotels basically in the United States, Canada, Latin America, and the Caribbean. So not all their European properties and stuff. Mark, uh, what was it, a year ago or something, the federal government in the U.S. made them sort of split their programs between the domestic ones or the America's ones and then everything else because the parent company of Radisson is owned by a Chinese company. So uh, this is the America ones, like 10 Radisson Blues, 130 Radissons, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Four Radisson Reds, my favorite brand. Yes, and that is real. Benji's. We learned throwback to like episode 12 or whatever that we, me and Joe didn't think Radisson Red was a thing. <laughs> I took a picture of the one in uh, in Scotland uh, this week, so we have a stock photo for the site. But 453 of Benji's favorite country inn and suites, they're all going to become choice hotels uh, under this deal. 68,000 rooms, 624 properties. Given the, the transfer from thank you points, I think this is a, this is a big deal, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, the points transfer over from Radisson to Choice. Is it two Radisson to one Choice or is it three Radisson to one Choice? It's going to be less because Radisson aren't worth as much. And then once you see that, it'll be, you know, debate of do you let that go through where you transfer to Choice or do you 
transfer your Radisson points in America to the Radisson International company to book overseas internationally because they're not getting any of those hotels. So that'll be, you know, we won't know until we till we know and then we'll kind of do a breakdown of what to do but it is good for anybody that has city thank you points because they have more hotels i mean they're not the best hotels but i guess choice isn't the best hotels domestically either so you have more choices you know i still hate the choice program because of the 90 day booking window you can't book until you're 90 days out i think which i find very annoying but there is a lot of value especially right now with the way hotel prices are because they have one of the few like static award prices so you can get a lot of value out of their points. What's funny to me, with they did this with the Circus Circus uh, partnership, and they're doing it here again, is the way that they keep describing everything as like upscale. Like in their press release, they yeah, say I the saw added, that. The added 624 <laughs> hotels with over 68,000 rooms, expand choice hotels presence in the upscale and core upper mid-scale hospitality segments. I don't really, I, yeah, I guess they have Radisson Blue and Radisson Red and some properties, but most of their regular Radissons in America are older Country Inn and Suites is like a, you know, not, not upscale at all. I've stayed in some decent Country Inn and Suites back in the day. Um, but nonetheless, to your point, it's going to be some good uh, redemptions, hopefully, as long as, you know, we don't know what they're going to cost. Do you think ultimately, like, are they going to keep the branding here? Or do you think Choice will eventually integrate these properties into their other brands, considering, you know, Radisson is still a company that has properties elsewhere? I feel like if we look at when Hyatt purchased various properties in Hilton. I think the brand recognition is fine and there's no real reason for them to change it from Radisson to Choice or whatever. I mean, maybe Country Inn and Suites doesn't have the greatest thing. I mean, every time I think Country Inn and Suites, I think about the Country Inn and yeah. Suites where I swear there was like blood on the on the in the hallway. <laughs> but the know, problem but... is like this is a weird one because they still have these hotels in another program in the world. Like usually when Hyatt buys something, they're buying the whole shebang. Or when Marriott mm, buys. Point. So now yeah. you're like, oh, am I staying at this Radisson's Radisson or ours? So I think they're going to have to change it. I don't know if they'll keep like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Because what's what does Radisson Blue roll into in Choice? Do they put it in that like upper tier program that's separate from the Choice program? But that's kind of annoying to book. You have to call in. So I don't know. The press release does say now for the Radisson Americas is a franchise. So all these hotels in these programs or franchise hotels the radisson itself doesn't own them but it says that the, that choice bought the intellectual property so i'm guessing that means that they have the right to continue to use that name in the u.s or in these territories so it could just be like they bought the you know it's like buying a mcdonald's franchise and you have the right to use it in that area whereas the uh, the parent company still owns the the name everywhere else i don't know uh, but it's it's interesting nonetheless it, it really is a blockbuster deal not every day you have a sale this big Blockbuster in the low class, low end, the low end of the market. Boom. <laughs> it's like yeah, Hollywood it's... videos compared to Blockbuster. Got him. I feel like whoever writes their press releases just loves the word upscale and, uh, you know, everything else be damned. But uh, our, our powder eggs are better than everybody else's powdered eggs. Come to our upscale country and its sweets, people. <laughs> Benji. But Benji has to be happy. What was his thoughts? What did I haven't kept up with what he said, but is he excited? Yeah, I think he's uh, excited because he has a large stash of Radisson points that are, you know, mostly useless in the U.S. So I think he's looking forward to them becoming choice, which I'm guessing he's going to go with the rollover. But I don't know, because I know, you know, he booked Treasure Island in, in Vegas to burn Radisson points just because it was an option. So that's another one that will be, I'm guessing, will fall under the choice hotel, that partnership, I would think. 
Um, so you'll be able to use thank you points to book that in Vegas likely, which is kind of cool because Treasure Island's kind of a fun, nicer property, but not usually overly expensive and kind of leans younger. But yeah, I, I, he's going to give his thoughts once we see how it all rolls out and what, what the rollover rates are for the points. But he, I think overall, he was pretty excited about it. So real quick, we have an update on that Wells Fargo $1,500 bonus. I heard this week people, this right now it's 60 days, right? You had to put $5,000 in the bank for 60 days. We talked about it on the program. People are starting to get their money now, right? It's been 60 days since that came out. Yeah, it just had to be there on day 30 and day 60, which is kind of weird. I think most people just left it in there the whole time. But yeah, we had a couple in the Diamond Lounge say they got the bonus posting on Monday of this week. And then I said, when did you open the account? And they said on the 14th or whatever. So it was a full, and I counted out the days, it was a full 60 days. So right on day 60, it's hitting, which is kind of unique. And especially for Wells Fargo, because I have a post coming out uh, today about how long it took me to get uh, my business card in the mail from when I signed up in branch. What, what's your guesses on length, time of length? Joe, what, what I already know, I already know the answer. So dang it, me too. <laughs> oh, you guys read it? Thirty eight uh, days. Oh, I posted yeah, it in Slack ev- too. Yeah, I posted it in Slack too. We read everything you put in Slack, man. <laughs> yeah. But thirty eight days, like that's insane. I, I mean, peak COVID wasn't even thirty eight days. So I don't know what happened. It, it's weird because I got approved in Branch, but then I got an, an approval letter dated May thirtieth in the mail saying, "Congrats, you've been approved." So somewhere in between when the branch sends it in and it getting in, I don't know if they send it by horse and carriage to, you know, wherever the processing is, but it took that long just to get that the ball rolling. And then it took like two weeks after the approval letter. Not horse and carriage. It's the Wells Fargo wagon. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wild Wild West. All right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah they're a hot mess because their business card pays out really weird. It doesn't pay out monthly. It pays out quarterly. So of course my, you know, June statement cut the day before I got the card. So now I have to wait till September. Even if I complete the spending, like in the first few days, it won't be until like mid-September until I get the money. Well, I'm excited for like, I'm going to be checking my account in about a week. I got like seven days to go before I get my three grand between Drinks me and Drinks on Sean this so. weekend. Joe, you better get here. <laughs> Doesn't post till next week. Disney so World, sorry. baby. I'm going to Disney World. Detroit's the Disney World of the Midwest, baby. Where are you staying yeah, at Disney World, Joe? That's, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Uh, I am uh, taking my son. He's born in the summer, so the family is pretty much never going to, you know, you get those pins that say it's my birthday and everyone treats you nicely. Um, You know, my daughters are born in much more reasonable times of the year. And so they will get chances in their lives to be celebrated while we're all there. But uh, he never will. So I'm going to take him. You know, this is going to be my one trip with him this year. um, And then I got to figure out where to take my youngest daughter um, somewhere. But, you know, they're out of school. We don't have school Monday. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I figured it was a good time to go. Plus, Leslie's going to be there, and we are going to hopefully meet up in person for the first time since the pandemic. So, Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say first time ever, like like you and me. That would have been crazy, too. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we've recorded, actually, in person in the parks before, and we're going to try to do that again. But, yeah, we're overlapping for a day, and there's a new ride and stuff. So, yeah, that's what we're going for. Um, but ostensibly to celebrate my son's birthday. Did you did you cave in when Benji was begging and pleading with you to to come visit him and when he was in Boston for a couple nights? No, I did not. <laughs> he, he said so. He said he was at a Shake Shack, and then there's a Shake Shack that I can walk to. It's about maybe a 15, 20 minute walk away from where I am. And you know, I know he was at Encore, and I can see Encore. 
from my house. I mean, you know, it's like Vegas though, right? It's it's kind of far away and it's not a direct path. Um, and I was like, oh, which Shake Shack are you at? Because if he had said he was at that Shake Shack, I was going to walk out and say hi. But he was at the Shake Shack in Encore and I was like, all right, I'll see you. Uh, well, I'm going to see him sometime this year. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll see you sometime. Yeah, he uh, he really fell in love with Encore. He said it was better than the one in Vegas, he thought. So I'm, I'm curious to see his write-ups. I know he's doing a couple different write-ups on it. Um, have you stayed? You haven't stayed there, but have you been on the gaming floor and everything? He said it's massive. It's massive. It's really nice. Does Does Benji gamble? Does he play? I don't think so. That, that goes yeah. against the fire principles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's like yeah. So I I don't understand how you can appreciate casinos when you don't gamble. But Sean does it. Benji does it. So all the more power to well, you guys. Benji. But Benji's yeah. more. Uh, those are good FHR redemptions, and he has credits to burn. So that's how he ends up at the <laughs> <Yeah>. casinos. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, the floor is really nice. Um, everything is really clean and uh, all everyone who works there is really nice. And the other nice thing is like it's I, I haven't been on a weekend, but when I've been, it hasn't been super crowded. Um, and, you know, everything looks very upscale. It's funny because if you're a local, you know that the area is very non upscale. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like Atlantic City. Uh, but not as dumpy no. as Atlantic no, City. It, I mean, no. what can be? What <laughs> Atlantic can City be? doesn't have upscale anything. So, you know, it's where... Well, yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. So, um, but yeah, it, it's really nice in there. So, yeah, I can see why he really liked it. I'm offended for everybody from Atlantic City that you said that, Mark. I mean... I'm sorry. Mark. Atlantic City should be great. It has everything you need to make it great. And they just... They can't. Like, the boardwalk's a joke. It could be awesome. The beach looks dirty and it's just a tor- terrible looking beach and it should be awesome you have casinos beach you know it should be a party on the boardwalk there should be cool shops and th- they just fail on it all so it's which i know they have a trouble they trouble uh a hard time getting people to show up so but maybe that plays the the reason why like we went there and i was super excited about it like hey everybody says it's bad but we're gonna make the best of it and we left a day early and went to <laughs> philadelphia and hung out <laughs> I'm going to be in Atlantic City next week uh, taking advantage of the status match offer. So I'll report back to everybody on on what exactly the, the latest is with those because there's hopefully some free cruises to come out of it. In fact, I'm going to like be talking about more cruises. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about all the cruise <laughs> offers this weekend at the MTM Diamond meetup here in Detroit uh, for our Patreon subscribers. But I'm going to do the latest on the ground research. So hopefully I'm going to show up in Atlantic City without any hotel book because I'm hoping to... Uh, to get the hard rock because you get when you match you get the two free nights so obviously I'll, I'll make sure that they have availability that night before or else i'll book something else but but i'll, I'll report back so on a future show I'll let people know because uh ho- ho- there's a lot of opportunity there for status matching it seems like lately and i'm hoping it's still the case and i hadn't heard a lot about like valleys there is matching so there's yeah there's a lot of cool stuff free cruises all that good stuff so i'll report back hopefully it's uh it's lively over there mark and just, uh, if uh, not, I'll just go to Jersey the Shore. syringes on the beach and all that, you know, <laughs> we're saying I'm looking forward to taking the family to the Jersey Shore, though. So that'll be fun that, down to some of the parks further uh, south from there, which is really fun. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, as I said, I'm in Detroit and we have the Diamond Patreon meetup this weekend for all of our subscribers. Really looking forward to that. Uh, we do that every few months. The next one's in Mexico City after this. And then we have Austin. So still some really cool ones on the books. So I hope to see uh, everybody out there who's a, a subscriber on our Patreon. And you can subscribe at uh, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. We have our Slack. We have our private Facebook group, Benji and Mark and our Facebook moderator, Ryan Flanagan, do the Spending Time podcast 
behind the paywall there. And we have some other shows, including a fire show that Benji and I have started to do and some other breakdowns of rewards programs. So a lot of going on in that. I feel like it's a, it's really cool. It's coming along there. So patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at as Joe flies all over social media and uh, connect with any of my various projects there. What about you, Mark? Joe, you got a price for me on the uh, drink package for the cruise yet or what? Oh, I forgot about that. We can add all that. We can't. You don't have to add that stuff now. We can add that all later. No, I need to know. I need to. Know. I need to budget it all. No, for well, you, Mark. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> Plus, I have I, I prepaid for everybody, so I probably have it mostly covered. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping is that like what I've paid in covers the cruise and the drink package, but I might have to send a little bit extra. That's my fingers crossed. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Make sure to follow both of us, uh, Miles to Memories and Detroit Mark, this weekend because we'll be posting a ton of stuff from the meetup and, and the shenanigans that happen. Uh, you can email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories. You know, comment on any of the articles on the website, and I'll get back to you there. And just as a reminder, for everything related to this show, you can find mtmpodcast.com. You can find links to apply for cards if you find what we talk about helpful. And we love five-star reviews written reviews on apple Podcasts, even better and thanks so much to everybody who listens reads the site watches our videos on youtube does all of that we really appreciate it talk to you guys next time detroit Look at that Detroit internet holding up nicely for Sean all day. Really? You didn't see it cut out? <laughs> it did it cut was out, way better. It was way better bad. than anything you've had in Europe. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. no, I only had the one bad week in Europe. That was it. Everything else was good. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.